Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello. What's up? Welcome. I'm Guy. That's John. And this is Haberman of Middlecoff. If you're watching on YouTube, great. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to the podcast, great. Five-star review. Leave a review. In the review, ask a question. Rumors are there might be a mailbag next week. So leave a question. That's how you get. I'm, I, my guess is I'm going to look at those reviews, John. Mailbag questions are going to be like something about Trey Lance. So uh, <laughs> leave a review. Let's freshen those bad boys up. Been a while since we asked for those. Uh, we're brought to you by our friends at Tito's. Handmade vodka. Got to give a cheers here. A Tito's cheers. I actually had a couple last night. Uh, I want to give a cheers to a fellow NFL coach. Not that we're fellow NFL, NFL coaches, coach? but not that we're NFL coaches, but just an NFL coach. Oh, okay. Who I, I think beaten Kyle once in you know twenty attempts. Now it was the most important game they'll probably ever play. So uh, I, I think Kyle would trade all those wins. But Sean McVay, one of the youngest coaches in NFL history, went on to great success. Super Bowl champ, just had a baby. Uh, Jordan. Jordan John McVay. Maybe they, they're trying to go with the JJ McVay. Yep. JJ uh, McVay. So him, him, him and his beautiful wife, Veronica. Cheers to you, Sean McVay. Tito's having toast. a baby. Yeah. And, uh, and he also said a couple weeks ago that people were getting nervous that the baby was going to come around game time. And he said, My son's smarter than that. He knows better. And he did. And now Sean McVay, I'm sure, will be in Dallas coaching that game on Sunday morning. And I, I bet that be a couple people with some takes that he shouldn't be there should be with the wife but yeah i i i feel pretty confident that sean mcveigh will be on the sideline how about yourself yeah government's not giving him uh paternity leave john no <laughs> what if, what if, what would the takes be if he just went on paternity leave for like i guess like three multiple months? like hey man I, yeah i get my three months no like uh, like two months like i'm just i'm going i get my two months would, would, would they be allowed to say something i'm paying you 18 million dollars <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I didn't predict it, but McVeigh naming his kid Jordan is like pretty on brand for McVeigh, I think. Yeah. Right. Uh, JJ McVeigh. Kyle, I, I, gotta, I think so, I think sometimes you try to set up like my brother did David James, you know, yeah. to get the DJ. DJ. Yeah. But it, but it does have to kind of come organically, even though ironically, like a lot of the golfers that are JT, DJ, it's their first and last name. Right, it's not right, like a right, nickname. Right, it's like Dustin right. Johnson, Justin Thomas. Like that's their name. I, I right. just Michael Jordan, man, is the greatest athlete of all time, man. You know, like I can just see him. Like, of course he named yeah. this kid Jordan, Sean McVay. Uh, I got JJ McVay is going to be like Shanahan's going to like that little five nine slot receiver in the draft coming up in twenty years. Yeah, or he'll be quality control coach at like 19 years old. It's like, yeah, I just skip in college. I'm going right into the NFL to coach. <laughs> That's a good call. One of these guys' kids is going to do something like that where it's like, you are not playing Division One football. Like, fuck it. I don't want to play at Weber State. I'm just going to the league 18. I'll just be a quality control guy. Got my degree in 
football coach and I don't need to be an actual <laughs> real <laughs> printed degree. Like when you hear Kyle talk, I would imagine once he realized that he actually sucked relative to other players and he had no shot of playing past college, he's just like, what a waste. Like I, I should have just started coaching three years. I would have even right. have been ahead. Right. You know? Yep. That's the that's the Lincoln Riley Lane Kiffin. They start coaching in college. It's like, hey, you're not playing. Join the staff as a 20-year-old, and they get that kind of early break and buy, oh, shit, 27, they're OC. Shanahan wouldn't have done that. Well, you hear him talk about his playing days. I think he thought he had something going. He coaches the receivers hard, John. <laughs> yeah. Because he was McVay, 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 too, slot, little slot receiver. Yep. Uh, Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Enjoy, uh, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Enjoy your Tito's. Check out titosvodka.com for some recipes, especially with Halloween coming up. Um, a lot of parties, a lot of parties coming up. Take a bottle of Tito's. You are always a good guest, and you're always I, I can't when there's Tito's. I can't put pumpkins in front of my house because these pigs called the Havilinas, uh, smell them and they will eat them. <laughs> Seriously? So, well, we haven't. We Is Lolly allowed outside at night? But well, we've looked around. They, they come in the middle of the night. I mean, there are bobcats and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be home. Coyotes, bobcats. Ooh. This is, you know, this is this is where they live. <laughs> yeah, you're in their habitat, right? I, I was driving down a pretty populated street probably two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, Scottsdale Road, probably one of the biggest, most populated road down. The, the the heart and from north to south Scottsdale and turn to go pick up, you know, some rug. And all of a sudden you look and there's just, I mean, populated street people. And then there's kind of like bush area. And it's just a bobcat looking at you like, Hey, what's up? It's just a bobcat. Welcome to my neighborhood. Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm here. Glad so you, you can make it. Um, John, for those of you watching on the YouTube, Nick Wagoner, ESPN posted a video of uh, Brock Purdy, practicing um to what degree as we're doing this thursday afternoon he's got the helmet on he's got the shell on and uh even though adam schefter said sell, nobody sell that fake a little harder nobody in this position going back to kenny pickett was it two years ago or last year 20 played, he was a rookie last year so yep so not a pit uh played the same week uh, that they entered the concussion protocol are you ruling out brock purdy's return uh, I, I'm not because there's a, uh, you and I were talking about this before we hopped on. I, I mean this with all, uh, not in a negative light because part of being a coach in the NFL level, I mean, I, I would say the g most famous coach of our lifetime, really the two, the, the second one kind of copied the first one for as great as they are schematically Walsh and Belichick. I think when you look at the totality of the picture of their careers, they're known as like these ruthless kind of businessmen when it come to their roster. Walsh was known. Always got rid of a guy a year early rather than a year late. And Belichick like copied the exact same philosophy. And Bill, you and I didn't really see like Walsh in his prime holding press conferences. I think he had a little more juice to him. Like he could hold court. He was a kind of a big personality, even though, you know, you read about him, he's like more of an introvert, I think, behind the scenes. But like in front of a press conference, yeah, he's kind of a bubbly guy. Belichick, the opposite in front of the cameras. But both of them, I, I think, in football, 
terms would be known as pretty ruthless. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Walsh tried to get rid of Young. Belichick got rid of everyone, including Brady. I mean, fucking literally everyone on the team uh, over a 20-year span. I think Kyle's a lot like that. Now, every coach is, in a sense. You know, Pete is, Andy is. It does feel that they attempt to be a little more tactful. I know whenever the Seattle, it feels like, kind of had some blunders with their guys, they always, like, came out and, like, were remorseful. Right, they, they they hated kind of getting that, um, you know, kind of label on him like Pete and John and and Andy just somehow avoids the label even though he's traded or cut the majority of players who have played for him, but he's good at it. I don't think Kyle really cares, and I think when you think of Belichick, he used to get nailed for having concussed players practice. I think remember Ted Johnson. This is a story like a decade ago, like in in the in the early Brady days, like doing some shady. He just was kind of wired like a 70s, 80s coach. I think there's some of that with Kyle. I think the easy thing would be just give him the week off no matter what. He gets the bye week and he comes back fully ready to go, head cleared, fresh, give another week for the elbow. Kyle is not thinking like that at all. Get a week away from a concussion, right? Studies show you have a concussion, you're more likely to get another concussion. We just saw last year, Tua go like back-to-back games. It felt like multiple times. And we talked about this offseason, like, is this guy going to die on the field one day? He even said, like, I thought about it across my mind, retiring. He He's even uttered those words. So to put this guy – now, listen, he's. I think the first thing any of these guys would say, I'm not a doctor. And you're not. But I, I, I think he is fully prepared to play the guy if he's, quote-unquote, cleared by the doctors. Yeah, they asked – so he was asked on Wednesday. Like, if there is no secret – unwritten rule like under no circumstances are you allowed to do this and it's been it's been talked and and maybe there's a call happening this week from the league office to jed to tell kyle like this we don't allow this anymore like this is right you know that 15 million dollars you make kyle because of the money jed makes because of this tv it's all under this umbrella of everything that happened within the last decade that somehow we fended off and figured out so this is not like the machismo bravado which I'm all for. I love that aspect of football. You got to take it out of their hands because a football coach like Kyle is going to be very black and white. He's clear he's playing. Oh, yeah, almost like it's only up to the doctors unless the doctors clear him too soon and then we say secret secret ban for one more week just to be safe, right? That, that's what you're suggesting is that maybe the NFL is saying even once you clear, if you've cleared – Five days after it got reported, nah, you're not playing this week. We're just gonna. I think this is the. I think this is the Jim Nance Tony Romo game too. So it's it is. No, I told you the other day it is. Like I, I do think that from a lot of perspective that factors in here. This is not some. Yeah, it's not some regional game only being seen in Minneapolis, Cincinnati, right? So you can't have Brock. You know, you don't. what, What you can't have if you're the league is any. It's one thing for a concussion to occur; they occur, but when it looks like you've rushed a guy back and the Tua thing, you're right. was, it was a, we went back in time, like five, seven years with that Tua situation. Like we just, that level of disregard for concussions hasn't really been a topic for the NFL in a long time. See, but I think if Kyle played him, there's no rushing him back. He was in a protocol, the protocol set. Yes, totally. Yeah. That that's where I think if you're the league, you have to, you know, 
say no go. Because <laughs> Kyle will play him. I, I truly believe that. And I, I don't believe him. he's a bad guy for doing that either. Like, it's just, that's the, that's a No, if the doctor coach. says he's cleared, Kyle will say, the, the evidence that I don't meddle is the doctor cleared him, so I played him. That's, I don't meddle. That's why he's playing. Yeah. Right. Because back in the day of shake it off, get back in there, right, has been taken out of the game. Yeah, but but I think Kyle set it up Wednesday. They asked him all these questions about when does he have to clear by an XYZ, and he was like, I have nothing to do with this. Like when the doctor tells me he can play is when he plays. And if they tell me he, – he didn't say this part, but he basically said if they tell me he can play 20 minutes before the game, then he can – like he doesn't need to practice this week in order for me to play him. Brock, He said Brock played last year against Seattle with no practice reps that week. I think part of it is they made the concussion protocol – more difficult to pass clearly because I, I would say it was pretty common occurrence. I'm just going to pick a year and I could be off. Let's just say 2016 to 2020. If a guy, yeah, post a movie, no one would have, you'd have to pay people to watch and they'd still would say no. Uh, that let's just say, you know, for a four year span at the end of the, uh, of the teens, a ton of guys, I, I would say, I'm just going to pick a arbitrary number, educated guess, say 80, 85% of guys would go in the protocol and play Sunday. You know, different positions. Sure, yeah. Tackle, guard, linebacker, whoever. But it was it was very normal for a guy to be in the concussion protocol on Monday and play on Sunday, right? Based on, you know, a guy got a concussion in the game, he's in the protocol Monday, and by like Thursday or Friday, he clears and he's playing on Sunday. Do they always call there it was protocol? No- it almost uh, feels like there wasn't. It was just like, "Hey, is your your eyes fall on this pencil?" Yeah, pass okay, some tests big, over a couple. Yeah, days. Yeah, it, it didn't even feel like they had like a full. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But well, they've added that. They've added the, you know, the extra neurologist that looks down with the binoculars. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to call down within the what last couple of years. Yeah, it feels. Yeah, yeah. What was he doing? He Re- eating a fucking hot dog on the on the quarterback sneak here. Shouldn't he be? I, I guess you can't. You're not just looking at the quarterback. You're looking at every player. It's not an easy job. I'm not. Yeah, you might have taken that play off. Well, yeah. You, what if you had to take a leak? Quarterback. I also think those hits, right? Like the line of script. Like you know who never gets, almost never gets pulled out of the game for concussion protocol is like the left guard who's just doing this, banging his head against the other guy's head repeatedly. Right. It's receivers who, like you said this yesterday, get hit in space where everybody can see what happened. Because the other thing is, oh, linemen are always like once you get to the second quarter of a game, these guys just to get up off the ground, it looks like they might need to be checked out, right? It's they're big, they're already hurt, they're heavy, and they're getting landed on. So, oh, linemen, it's hard to ID them. And then Brock didn't get up slowly. There wasn't, you know, any real indicator. I don't think until the next pass came. Maybe that should have been the thing. It was the next play that he threw the interception to Juwan, the Juwan Jennings intended pass. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, what, what if, he, what if, what if he said, I thought he was in red? <laughs> what? <laughs> what if he's like, I threw it to that guy because I thought he was oh. on my team? <laughs> See, that would have been a red flag. <laughs> yeah, that would have been Darnold's time, and maybe they would have been better off with Darnold. Then that's the interesting part about this too is that hard to come out of the pen five minutes left in the game. Yeah, no. I mean, if your guy's concussed, I, I'm saying you got to do it. But I'm just saying, I the expectations in that situation would be would be somewhat difficult. I, I would guess they would run some quick slant or a quick screen or something. 
than like five seven step drop. But who knows? Is Kyle? that what he's you think Kyle would do? He's, well, he's the greatest player he's ever had that he's never seen him play a game for. I, him, I right? think Kyle would be like, no, he just he ran the game plan. I think Kyle would call the same shit and then be confused if Sam was a little rusty. But you're right. I mean, look, last week, what happened? McCaffrey was so, I don't want to say so banged up, but he missed some practice time, said he felt great, and Shanahan played him every snap in the game. So there is no yeah. question. If the doctor tells him he's cleared, he's starting the game. Whether or not that happens or whether there's like a secret NFL protocol now that keeps guys out, we'll see. The the To me, the funny part about it is that he wants Darnold to – like he – in theory, at least my theory, was that he he also wants to see Sam Darnold. But I, you're a starter for a reason in the NFL, though. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's you're he Sam Darnold's not the starter because he thinks Brock Purdy's better. Right. It's just it to me. It's just that simple, and that goes for any position. So the the reason that all these guys, and really, it might even be unfair. <laughs> I think every coach leans that way. My starting quarterbacks cleared. He starts. I mean, this is this is the sport. Unless some you start watching some of these teams around the league, like is Tyrod Taylor better than Daniel Jones? But if, for any good team, they're starters. The starter for a reason, right? right. Yep. Any playoff level team, uh, even ironically, I know the Giants were last year. They're not anymore. You just you want that guy to be in the game because you view there's a drop off. That that's what you know. You look last week, the thing that makes me a little nervous with Trent is, and I know they were playing on uh, you know, on a surface that no team bitches and moans about, and you can say rightfully so, but everyone else plays on it, uh, than the 49ers, is that like they, they don't just arbitrarily, yeah, I'll just give Trent the day off. <laughs> like That's just, he had to be compromised, right? Because that's just not the way the NFL works. You, you only get 17 games. And even once they lose, and I saw one thing I saw Kyle said after the game was like, we got outplayed. Like, they outplayed us. Yeah. Uh, and he, he was right. We, we yeah. got legitimately beat. Just because the fans and people on the outside, and honestly, probably some players, just like, we're better. No coach in the NFL, I think, really ever has that mindset going into a game. And I would say especially a primetime game where you go, everyone's watching. So I think if we just look back at the game, because I think it would be easy. Oh, they're just probably trying to get one without Trent. Let, no, I, I don't know if they thought he was in a good position to play, right? And I think that's how they kind of view their injury. Obviously, Debo's a no-brainer. He's got a fracture, right? And he, they Cannot play. Cannot play. But I wonder if Trent was closer to cannot play than like, this is the Super Bowl, right? I got right, no which shot, makes you, You're so. saying which makes you wonder if he cannot play this week. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I wonder. But 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 I think that speaks to the Brock mindset. Like, if he's clear, he plays. This is this is the way this sport works. Yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't every coach do that with Brock? That's what that's my point. And it's okay. like I, I, I might have been unfair calling him ruthless, though I do think his history, which I like. I want I don't want my football coach to try to be everyone's friend, i.e. Brandon Staley. Like you gotta have a ruthless nature to you. But Kyle has done things. If you just look at his resume, the way he treats quarterbacks, the way the, I mean Buckner, uh, just the way he does stuff, like he, he can, and and I think it's part of growing up in the business. And we talked about this the other day of like, you just get numb to it. This guy's been around this shit from just so long, even more like McVeigh. Well, McVeigh kind of his grandpa was the GM. 
Kyle's fucking father. Think about being 14 years old. Every single day you go to your home with your parents. Like they are your life. Sometimes I think about how weird life is the older you get. That when you're those 18 years you spend, whether it's you got two parent home, your mom, someone else, whoever raises you, how much time you spend surrounded by that person. And Kyle was just in the NFL life. Like that, that just was his life. Now, obviously, his dad worked long hours and stuff, but like that's the what he, he grew was up there like, too. what you talked about, just being addicted to it. And by the time you get to 12, 13, Every single day, if you're a football addict, which clearly is like, you're going to want to be around it. Can I go to the facility? Can I go to work with you, dad? I'm going to go with you on Saturday. Just shit, anything you could do. I think you gain like a great, if you are talented, now just because you're born into it does not mean you're going to run your family's business. But if you do have the talent and you are addicted, and I think that's one advantage I think sometimes coaches get than maybe other people in like other industries. Like, how are you ever going to love the car dealership as much as your dad? But I do think that you can love football as much as your dad. Like it is, it, it kind of makes sense with sports sometimes, right? Because think how many kids just that work normal people job love their football team or their Alabama football because their parents did. It's like a passion. This is what these guys do for a living. That I wonder if he's just the way he looks at it is so transactional uh, that he just I. And most coaches, eventually, to be good at it, that's how you kind of got to be. Well, the question is not, would he play Brock if he's cleared? I think the question is, will he call a game differently if Brock is the quarterback? Will he call a quarterback sneak on third down and and six inches if Brock Purdy's cleared in this game? Right? I think the history would tell us, yeah, he will. Now, I don't know if he will, but the way he didn't, Right, he didn't go easy on Christian McCaffrey last week. Now it's different with head injuries. Will he call a quarterback think, sneak on fourth and one? Would do you think he'd call the game differently? Would it look a lot different if Sam's in the game? No. And if Brock was in the game? No. No. Their offense would just look completely normal, right? Yes. Yes. Maybe take a occasional more, maybe a go route or two more because Sam can throw it a little farther. Yeah, maybe. But I feel like that stuff's there. I feel like it's part of their offense. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm just saying, just, you could just call something a little. Yeah, deeper. you could intentionally set up a, a a go ball, go ball. Yeah, I mean yeah. Brock Purdy. I mean uh, Sam Donald John, fifty six percent on balls over twenty yards last year. Number one completion percentage in the league on balls over twenty yards last year in the NFL. Yeah, throwing the ball down the field. I'm not trying to diminish it. Like he he pushes the ball down the field. I'm just saying like a legit outside. Run oh. straight outside and just throw up. No ball. question. I mean, I, we talked about I, the Niners still don't do that. They don't have that in the back, really. No. And they did with. I mean, Donald hit one in a preseason game. Like you don't see that kind of crazy. Ball you know, to Ronnie Bell, like you just don't see it. Well, it's kind of crazy that out of you know Danny Gray's twenty-seven catches, none of them have been <laughs> on a go route. Bro, if Danny Gray has twenty-seven catches, I will His eat career. this iPad right here. <laughs> I will. Right, you never know. I mean, you see, Mad Dog said he two catches. Is he on the team? I mean, I sometimes I, I actually crossed my mind today. Danny Gray, Ty Davis, Price, Drake Jackson. Are they on the team? Were well, they on the team? Drake Jackson played twelve snaps the other day. I think it was the lowest on the defensive line. It's crazy how little impact you feel him. Like if if. To me, if one of these guys is available, these big defensive linemen, 
ideally you wouldn't have to do it because you would have this ascending young player that everyone was bullish on. It's clearly not working, right? If it was working, that they might not be inclined to trade for Randy Gregory in the first place. Ty Davis Price, in fairness, I mean McCaffrey gets every. It's that that one's a, like he actually could be decent, uh, but he's fourth on the depth chart, and Danny Gray just is injured slash MI. Like my point is that it's just those are three guys that you used for a team that didn't have many picks the last couple of years. That's that's a lot of ammo on those three guys. Yeah, it is. Uh, what's his name? Too. Alabama tight end. He's yep. on injured reserve. Moody's holding on for dear life. Like their second and third round picks, which were kind of their lifeblood, are not doing much these last two years right now. Moody's the most productive by far, just because he's actually just he just does go on the field. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna make it. We got one clear points. Danny Gray, by the way. So Jalen Hurd will not end up with more catches than Danny Gray. We've got one. Yeah, prize picks is where it's at. Prize picks. America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani less season long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on prize picks, you can go, Anthony Edwards, more than 29 points, and Nikola Jokic, more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time's the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board, and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, code HAM50. First deposit match up to 100 bucks. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game, 
They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You just need to in the NFL. Because when I watch the Eagles, you know, I watch the Niners, it feels like they got one or two. If I just was ranking the rosters, they definitely feel better. Now, part of it is their D-line right now feels better than the Niners' D-line. And their O-line in totality is clearly better than the Niners. Like Trent. I would say is the best offensive lineman, but then you'd probably rank their guy, their next three guys, probably all Eagles, Kelsey Lane, yeah. the Australian left tackle. I mean, I, they love Landon Dickerson, who I think went to the Pro Bowl last year, who was at, at Alabama a couple years ago. I mean, he's they drafted him in the second round off like two torn ACLs. I remember texting Howie, he's like, "This fucking guy stays healthy. We got ourselves a star." Now we'll see if he can for his career, but like that guy's better than Banks. So it's just now the Niners because of Kyle's scheme play well as a unit but my point is it'd be nice if like god you know drake jackson's a seven set guy and uh what the the tight end from alabama you know he's he's a solid backup tight end you'd feel better about just the group of the unit now it's like fred warner better make every tackle it's like holy shit yeah i mean all these like uh all these picks that they've had over the years it's oh this is a comp pick this is a comp pick we're drafting end of the round like these are all freebies you know, and they hit on like Burford starts, Banks starts, like, uh, well, not, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Jalen Moore played well the other day. Like, they've actually they've done well. I'm not there. acting like they miss on every no, I know one. I'm, I know I'm talking about this uh, this this uh, this group in the immediate, uh, you know, that just happened over the last. And no, I'm with you. 18 months. Yep. Where the fuck are they? Well, that's why we're you know, Niners trade deadline is uh, quickly approaching, John, and. I think you have to expect that they make a trade. <laughs> One million percent. Right? I they think have, they make a big trade. You think they make a big trade? What's a big trade? Patrick Sertan? Like, could they give like a second and a third for Danell Hunter from the Vikings? Could they? If they'd beaten the Vikings, could they? Maybe. Yeah, but if let's say the Vikings lose this week to the Green Bay Packers, you know, they, John Lynch are and, they really and that uh, close? their GM spent like 30 minutes talking on the field before the game. Per, per Like eight laps around the field, I saw. Yeah, so, so, uh, I'm just using that as an example because that's fresh. Brian Burns, you 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 uh, you you poo pooed the Brian Burns one when I brought that one up. Well, I'm not into doing a first and two twos for a player. Yeah, okay. I saw he went on the injury report today with Carolina. I I kind of want to do. I'd like to keep my first, ideally. Yeah. Yeah. And really, the guy. If you tell me the Niners give up first, it's going to be a wow name. So I, I would be more likely to expect them to do one of your classic. They gave a two and a four for a guy, right? A Danell Hunter who can be a free agent, but can I think he's leading the league in sacks? Seriously, how many has he got? Because Trey Hendrickson's got seventy-five, seven. Sam Hubbard's got more than both at this point. Sam Hubbard's got three. Uh, Hunter has Hunter has nine. 
Wow. I mean, the Emmanuel he's, like when they got he's Emmanuel, only twenty eight. He's only twenty eight years old. Okay. He's six. He's six five, two sixty, thirty four inch. I mean, he's a beast. He's a beast. But if you're them right now, I mean, they should be beginning their rebuild if they're planning on not bringing Kirk Cousins back. But they're still playing games, and now they're kind of in the mix. And you know, yeah, to me, if they beat Green Bay and they are. What would their record be? They'd be 500. You're not when you just try to make the playoffs as a wild card. Yeah. I mean, let's see. Like, who do the Lions play this week? Lions just got their asses kicked. I'm not saying their their bubble is burst, but, you know, you just start thinking, like, can we win this division if you're Minnesota? You got the better quarterback, I think. Oh, you know, (laughs) uh, the Raiders at home, Monday Night Football. Wait, Lions, Raiders is Monday Night Football in Detroit? Yes. <laughs> Swear to God, man, that is. You know, I do. I, I do feel like I see more Raiders I, I, than I, I do. Hot take. I, yeah. I like the. I like the. I like the Lions to bounce back. John, I feel like I get between Car being on the Saints and the Raiders. I feel like I get double. You know, like if I watch Car and the Saints, I feel like I watched a Raider game. You know what I mean? So it's. I feel like I've seen more Raider games probably than I than I actually have. Josh is lucky that Mark, for the life of him, wants absolutely no part of like interviewing people in January. But this kind of just sets up. You, you lose the Division Seven quarterback. It's like, okay, well, can we just play a 10 a.m. East Coast game, maybe get a win against you? You're playing on Monday night football against a team who just got their ass kicked, who's better than you at home. I mean, when's the last time Detroit had a Monday night game that probably felt like a real Monday night game? It's Probably been a while. That's a big night for Detroit sports fans, right? Yeah, I mean they were they were good last year, and they got obviously they get the Thanksgiving game, right? Do they have, they didn't have a Monday night game last year? They always sneak them a couple. I, I'm not. No, my point is a Monday night game where you're like our team's one of the better teams in our conference. We're gonna win the division. Like that's there's a different swag. And hey, this is biggest game of the year. We get our one Monday night game, right? To go, we also get a Thanksgiving game. We get a Monday night game. Hell of a season. And we're the fucking Detroit. We're good now. I think that vibe in there, and we're going to be the heavy favorite. I would expect it to be pretty, pretty loud, yeah, pretty intense. Forty million in cap space, John. That's six million dollars more than the Browns. The Bengals are third in cap space at twelve million dollars. So that's, I mean, it is a significant amount of cap space relative to the rest of the league, with the exception of Cleveland. That's. On a team that has, you know, I mean, really, the looking back, the Emmanuel Sanders trade was a big trade for them. Even at the time, it felt big. I think that was a third and a fourth. Um, but he was a he was a like that level of player at any position is an impact level, right? Like whatever the Emmanuel Sanders equivalent at cornerback is, I don't know what that is. Like is Jalen Johnson better at corner than a man? I think Emmanuel's a pretty good player. Um. Jalen Johnson's probably was younger than than Emmanuel's at a different point in his career, so he's but less valuable. Jalen Johnson is his contract's almost over. He's about to get paid, so it's like you got to pay. He's one of their better players. Are you giving a second round pick? He was a second round pick. I mean, they're not just going to give him away, and then you got to break him off. What I would like to do is get a guy who's an impact player who's quote unquote overpaid for that team. And that team wants to unload his salary. He's a free agent. 
or he's even under contract for the next year. But like that team's like, we're never going to pay him. But he's yeah. a good player. He's a veteran player. You know, ideally what the Eagles just did with with Bayard, team captain, elite dude, probably not as dominant of a player as he once was, but he's a plug-and-play player, makes a lot of coin. They were never going to pay him $14 million next year. The, the Eagles, this guy would have been an Eagle starter on their good teams for the last like five years. Find a guy like that, maybe that has more people, because they're not going to be interested in the safety. It's going to be a right tackle or a defensive tackle or a corner. It's going to be an impact position that other teams would want. So, you know, you might be swimming in the third round category, but also because of the money a guy makes, maybe you can just, hey, you don't even need to eat the money. We'll pay the cash. You give us the player. That's where I think they kind of can swim with the amount of cap space. <clears throat> like, for example, they would never trade this guy. But if the if the L.A. Rams were like, they lose this week, they're like, we're fucking not going anywhere. We're just going to trade Aaron Donald. There are only so many teams if the L.A. Rams didn't want to eat any of the money, and obviously they would never in a million years trade him to the Niners. And I don't think, even if they lost, they, they're going to blow it up or anything. My point being, the Niners can are in position where they don't – a couple years ago when the Rams got Vaughn Miller, the only way the Rams could get Vaughn Miller on their team, they had to eat the money – now, granted, they got an extra pick because of it, but that's the I couldn't take your salary on my books. The Niners can kind of their wiggle room is unlimited. That you can eat the money and we can give you an extra pick, or you can just give up your cash. Which you know, let's face it, some owners save because it's not just maybe six, seven million this year. If they look right. at it like a total of twenty plus million over a couple year span, that's where I think the Niners just give themselves options that they don't have to do to give the extra picks now. It's supply, demand, the high-level players like Brian Burns, whoever. You just, I'm just going to keep saying Aaron Donald. When those type players are on the open market, teams figure out a way. So the, the bidding goes up. I had a guy describe it to me because I well, said, Well, Carolina specifically would be a team that would rather buy the pick too, right? In theory, they don't want to save the money. They want your, they want your best possible pick. Yeah, and they're gonna, the picks are going to be valuable to them because they don't have ones. Right. Sorry, you were saying somebody said to you. Same, I would say the same thing with Denver, right? Because of the trade with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. And they did it with Randy well, Gregory. Like in a in a vacuum, trading for Patrick Sertain would make a lot of sense. He's a great player, great young player. His just the family name. Obviously, he's a plug and play elite guy when he's on. But that's an example of I, I just I think I just lean the trenches. I just lean the trenches. Now it's proven it worked out really well for the Rams when they gave up two ones and a two for Jalen Ramsey. But I I, I I would hesitate doing that. I think at that position, you would take a lesser pass rusher. Well, it wouldn't cost me as much too, right? Because because what I have to give to get this player. And then if I did that, I better have just an, uh, you can't throw on me. And I just, is that really going to be the case? How many of those guys truly exist? Is yeah, there like one of them right now? Darrell Reeves. No, it, I, no I, someone not. told me they thought that sauce was sauce is good, but he's a little overrated. Good player, right? I mean, relative to his peers, he's one of the better. Sure. There's nobody relative that takes to some of the names that we receiver. Talk. Part no, of this thing about the receivers. Is there anybody other? You think Tyree Kill can't get open on Sauce Gardner? Right. 
Like you could not get open on Revis or Deion Sanders. Could not get open. There was no no daylight. And I think that's but what you have to pay. Even Jalen for a time. What made Jalen special too is like the knock I've heard on Sauce. Yeah, he's not a huge into tackling. Well, Dion wasn't either. But Dion, you couldn't get open on him. Where Sauce is like, you know, so long. Jalen would fuck you up. So Jalen was a double whammy. He could cover. Obviously, had good ball skills. And if you ran to his side, he was a good run filler. So he actually right. was kind of like a hybrid linebacker. Yeah. I like my corners to tackle. That's why I like Ward. Ward will tackle. The Niners value tackling. I, I, Sertain, I, I'd be lying if I said I like broke down his strengths and weaknesses. Feels like more of a tackler. But I, I do think the Niners really value that in their corners. Tackling, physicality. They like guys. I mean, one thing, what's his name? Oliver's playing like they he's a physical guy. Right. Speed's not really his deal. No. And I I, I like that too. I mean, but look he at their makes up play. because he does tackle. He does. I mean, he I gets beat, but he. Yeah. Well, exactly. A lot of guys. Do. What do you say about their safeties? I mean, they don't exactly have Ed Reed back there, but both guys will hit you. Speaking of which. John Lynch just living through uh, his former self vicariously through his d- defensive backfield. Hey, Jair Brown. You, I mean, I know they don't need him this year, but. You start talking about like recent draft picks, and this wasn't supposed to be his year, John. It's not supposed to be his year, but I feel like the Niners, like that was Drake Jackson last year. Like, hey, it's not supposed to be his year. Okay, well, we'll just flip the switch next year then. You know who leads the Niners in sacks? Two players are tied for the team lead. Somebody put it in the chat. Hargrave. Correct. Has three. Tied with? Kerry Hyder. Drake Jackson. Have them all week one. Yeah, against the Steelers. Have them all against the Steelers week one. So, I, I I think the elephant in the room with the Niners defense is he like Nick Bosa for them to be an awesome defense has to be like a fifteen sack guy, and they're clearly they viewed him like that. He became that, and they're paying it. Yeah, I mean that's where the cornerback comes into play. Is like I think there are people who would argue right now with this team, and I heard. Um, maybe it was Shanahan say basically with Nick, he was like, you know, the numbers two and a half, he's had two that he should have gotten that were easy ones. He's had a couple that he was close on, but they just didn't like we didn't have a long, we didn't have good enough coverage. He didn't get there. And I'm not I'm, acting like the guy's a scrub. No, I'm, I know I'm not you're acting not. like I, the I guy's I'm just saying, shitty. I'm just saying maybe there is something to be said for, Boy, there are a lot of dudes wide ass open in that Vikings game. Like, is, all, is Jamar Chase going to get 15 balls this week? Because if he does, well, he's on pace for about 150 catches this year. What's he got? 50? Well, he's got 50 through six. So six times three would be 18 games or 17 games. So he, he's on pace for close to 140 catches here. Yeah. I mean that's that's going to be a problem. Now, does, offensive, like, here's that the thing: this their week. offensive line sucks, guy. Their running game no. sucks. So th- this is a thing with Bosa, and I hear what you're saying about the coverage. No one, you and I, could be covering right now for Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt. When you watch them play, they are unstoppable forces. I even think this year with Max Crosby, positive Raider take. There's just he's going to find a way. The, the will and the effort. It's not that Bosa doesn't play hard, but it's just just a little tick off, which is understandable. He disappeared for nine months. Doesn't mean he's not in shape. 
I mean, you saw him, the Kim Kardashian photo shoot looks fucking fantastic. <laughs> but we got to pay to get the quarterback, baby. Did I see it, John? Um, Not even just paid to get the quarterback. Like you said, paid to just constantly pressure the quarterback. I, I can live with a couple sacks if it just feels like he's peppering the guy, which he's felt like that before. And just it just doesn't feel as consistently in the backfield right now. Did you see the pressure that the Bengals got on Geno two weeks ago? It was Hendrickson off the left and maybe a safety off the right. They both come, both of them, from each edge, unblocked. Gino like dropped back and it was one of those Kirk Cousins would have got the ball out a half second faster. Gino gets absolutely sandwiched and the ball just kind of he was trying to take a deep shot and the ball just goes fluttering into the air. Um, but that's not what Cincinnati like Cincinnati. They've got guys that can just they got two guys that get sacks just because they go get sacks. Right. Like this week, I do think it'll be a lot of. We'll see. If it's Brock, I don't think there's a lot of evidence that says like you should blitz Brock because Brock's pretty good. So I, I'm just my what I'm getting at is heading into the bye with the with the trade deadline approaching. Is are there things that can happen in this game that affect which direction the 49ers go in the trade market? Right. If yes. they're getting pressure with four with four guys on Sunday, maybe they go line. If they got Jamar Chase running wide ass open, gets 13 balls, which is on the table, maybe they go corner or pass rusher. May they do both? Like they got forty million, they could do both. Trade a f- one for one guy, two for another guy. Yeah, I mean you could do it if you're like, hey guys, how many? What are they thinking? Do they think Ayuk's going to be back next year? Right? Like, do they view this as their best? Like, what do they do? Do they view it as well? This do they view that as their this? ability to? Do they view that as their ability to recoup the one with him? Could be. Oh, that's interesting. Which is crazy. I mean, I, I, I don't agree. I find a way, but what are you saying? You find a way to re-sign Ayuk? Is that what you're saying? To keep him, but then you could also argue. It feels like the most he's ever going to get is 75 catches here. So I, I wouldn't even mean he's less valuable to you than than a team that he catches 120 on though. Because you still, when you need him, you need him, right? Well, yeah, the, the 49ers 75 catches is, you know, the Chiefs 110. So. Exactly. <laughs> so I one thing that is going to be interesting, though, this they had uh, Jesse Bates is now on Atlanta. They, they lost some defensive players to free agency, but their coordinator has proven a couple years ago. They punked Andy and, and Patrick Mahomes in the championship game on the road. Last year, they thoroughly embarrassed on the road the Buffalo Bills. I mean, absolutely punked them. I mean, it was one of the great equal games that you just went. This is going to be one of the better, you know, divisional round playoff games, kind of like Niners Cowboys, and they fucking punked them. Made Josh look terrible. This defensive coordinator is the real deal, and just kind of their defensive. Like this is going to be a really tough test for just the operation, especially the offense has been sputtering now for a couple weeks quarterback situation big day for Kyle uh like you said the offensive line against Trent's clearly not healthy and then so whether he plays or not their pass rush is good there's a there's a hard game I, I know this team started slow but they started slow like four years in a row and two of the years they, they've gone to a Super Bowl and they got to a championship game I mean they have if the NFL was NBA jam I mean they got a top three NBA jam team with their quarterback and their receiver, right? Who else is 
so what else you'd say oh what other combos uh, i'm just saying the, just the the quarterback to the guy you pass you go mahomes kelsey Diggs, josh you probably put burrow chase above them olave car <laughs> when he before or after he gets pulled over and says he's on the saints you see that clip oh i saw the clip well i was trying to remember what the what did the officer say like good for you or and and and, and. <laughs> And nothing, man. I'm just helping you fill out your paperwork. <laughs> um, you know what's funny? He's in a neighborhood, obviously, you know, multi-million dollar homes. They look sweet. Can you imagine some of his other neighbors looking out like, oh, my God? Because they're probably Saints fans. Our fucking star receiver's getting arrested. Yeah. <laughs> what was he driving? Yeah, a Porsche, I think. I mean, but it's not just Jamar Chase, right? It's T. Higgins. It's Tyler Boyd. Uh, Higgins messed up his ribs early in the season and just reading the scuttlebutt online. Yeah. It feels like kind of a weird spot, right? Could have got extended. He didn't. Some buzz about trading for him this offseason. Remember their GM at the Combine said, because people were putting out that he's on the block and his GM was like, get your own receivers. But clearly he's in a position where he kind of looks at it going, well, they're definitely going to play Chase. Am I kind of the odd man out here? So they're not as dominant of a unit, but Burrow and Chase, I mean, we just saw the Niners star corner get lit up by a rookie. Lit up would be strong, but he made some plays on him. <laughs> it's a big, this is a big Steve Wilkes game. Something that we're not watching right now, but something the chat said that, uh, Steve Wilkes said, I, I wish I could take it back. Talking about the blitz at the end of the half. Um, this is a big Steve Wilkes game against a good team. You know, well, because Kyle threw me under the bus. You know what I need to tell you guys? <laughs> yeah, don't let it be said. No, don't let it be said that Kyle Shanahan doesn't believe in accountability for his defensive coordinator. Okay. Yeah, I suck. Genius. I mean, that guy, you should see his offensive game plan what, never fails. What if he had said, you know what? I'll tell you the one Kyle would have liked to have back. How about having his quarterback? Drop back after taking a hit to the head. Huh? You think Kyle would have maybe handed it off, should have handed it off on first down? Yeah, he's like, you know, now that I've had a front row seat here for, uh, you know, two months here of real games, I noticed Kyle loves to run the ball constantly. And I'm thinking as a defensive coordinator, hey, Kyle, it's kind of easy when everyone knows you're going to hand it to McCaffrey up the middle. How about this? Throw the fucking ball. What if he said that? Would Kyle fire him? You know what's stupid? It's like an apology to Twitter to a bunch of people you don't know. For Steve Wilkes to say, I take full responsibility for that call. Of course, you, you made the call. Like, what What are we even? Why, why? Oh, I know. People just love so to hear stupid. accountability. Where's the accountability? But you know what? It's part of just being a, having a normal line of communication. Uh, what else? I don't even part? know this guy, but I, I do feel bad that. Why can't Kyle ever say he's in it? Kyle doesn't refuses to say that he made the wrong play call on the play that got uh, Brock Purdy's elbow snapped in half. I know. Wilkes and this guy does on one call where his, where his corner, the ball hits his corner in the fucking hands, who they're paying $15 million a year. This little rookie rips the ball out, and Steve Wilkes has to apologize to the nation. Meanwhile, Kyle's up there never taking accountability in his life, like Kyle Shanahan, and not even a big Steve Wilkes guy, but holy shit, what are we doing here? There has to be some 
people on the defensive coaching staff kind of rolling their eyes on this one. Like, of course, the offense, the offense. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, haven't scored, we, we scored 17 points back-to-back games, Kyle. Well, I held them to 22, <laughs> six in the second half. We're going to talk about that play that went through the guy's hands? Yeah. Hey, Kyle, could you tell your uh, boy Wonder to hold on to the ball after we pick, the, pick off their first drive? You say that, fucking Kyle, kick your ass out of the building, though. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey takes more accountability than Kyle. Kyle. Mosa. One guy who never takes public accountability is Kyle Shanahan. I mean, that is, which by the way, talk about a downfall, by the way, it doesn't really bother me either. Like we've debated it, but I don't need that from him. Just like I don't need his other coach. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like, like as it stands by itself, I don't care about that. Right. As long as the guys in the locker room don't think you're being a fraud, then I don't really care. But then you turn around and say, he wants that one back. Like, look, could you give us a short list of the ones you want back? Yeah, I think everyone, the thing the Niners have going for them, everyone on the same page in terms of like no frauds, everyone knows, people know what they're doing. This was a pretty extreme 24 hours of just something you do not see in the NFL, especially with a new coach. I, I would say, too, if it was D'Amico, they had known each other for a decade and a half, they love each other, or Sala or something. This is, I mean, this guy's been in the league a little while doing other things. Been in the league. It's not like it's not like he's got like, we've watched him every week and gone like, God, what is... I mean, what is he? They're top six defense, right? Well, say whatever you want. Not good enough. Who knows? Whatever. It's not like it's been a disaster. Anything close to that, actually. And then on top of that, uh, the play almost worked. <laughs> Didn't want to call. I mean, DB's got to know better. Well, you know what he should have? Kyle should have added to it. You know, and the other thing is Steve is the DB coach. So it was a bad call, and he didn't have Mooney Ward coached up on the pass breakup. Did you see Mooney Ward admitted, like, yeah, I was thinking about the return? Makes it, because he probably saw some green Which grass, is what I right? thought 100%. Like, yeah, he thinks he's about to – I'm going to take this ball back. When you do undercut a post, that guy's running this way, you're going in, you're going to yeah, get Yeah, except some. zero coverage. The <laughs> other 10 guys are back there. Yeah. You're going to get 15, 20 yards. That's true. Set up a booty field goal. I think he's really been itching for a pick six. Yeah. Well, he thought he had, you're right. He probably thought he, maybe I'll get one earlier in the game. Yeah. Let's just, let's just try to make the proper plays guys. Kyle, you are the head coach. Like, and like you said yesterday, do you flip the channel to listen to defense or are you just talking with your offensive guys? Like, did you hear that call and go, Steve, is this a good idea? And listen, I'm not what a big are you supposed to do at that point. There's nothing you can you have to micromanage. Did they have a timeout then? Do you know what I appreciate if Steve Wilkes did? Hmm. You know, listen, I fucked up on that call, but how about that? Uh, them just going a two-minute warning with eight guys on defense. How about that call? <laughs> I mean, that's one of the most outrageous. Troy Aikman, who's been playing, watching, and calling football now for 35 years, so he's never seen that in his entire life. I, I think most people, it feels like if you told me there were nine guys, you're like, that's pretty crazy. Eight? Eight? Kyle, this is your baby. Eight guys. There's Couldn't no take one advantage in the, of that. Your headset. Mouse in the house. It's up there. A little like, mismatch. Yeah. It's like getting a big man on a, a, a six footer and you don't call, you call a timeout to set up the play. God. To me, to me, my anger extends. Kyle from, Shanahan's such a gift, man. This, this reflects the Eagles game where he just wouldn't and refuses. Refuses. You know, I, 
I, I six expect, games in, he's I expect he's acting like Wilkes is block. An idiot. I, you know, I just I I hey, sue me for believing in him. When you see Hassan Reddick, no one can block him still, but shit. Kraft gets his foot. No, no, hands no. inside. We- the, the real answer is the real answer. You know, Brock's just supposed to get that ball out a little sooner. Not supposed to hitch on that one, John. Um, What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Rams, Cowboys. Oh, the other thing is, is Seahawks host the Browns, PJ Walker, on Sunday. So if, uh, you know, the desperation levels on this game are high, whether it's Darnold or Brock, like you don't get a pass for it being Darnold, right? Um, desperation levels on this game are high. Seattle's four and two. Niners are five and two. You lose, they win. You're five and three. They're five and two. Guess who's in first place in the division? Seattle. So it's like, you know, it, it's one of those, oh, it's not a must-win game, but you really need it type game. But forget about all that stuff. It's just there is a practical punishment here if you lose and your rival wins. It'd be a disaster to go into the bye with three straight losses. And that, I think this this must win territory for just the uh, for just the you know get their mentals right. I know, man. What a, this is, you said it yesterday, we don't need to rehash, but God, they end up in this spot every year. Yes. No, no, how, how about no buys this week? 16 games. How does that make any sense? Is that right? Yeah. 16, yeah, 16 right. NFL games. Um, let's see. Competing for our attention during Niners Bengals will be Brown Seahawks. And that's about it. It's actually not a very good week when you it's just a look heavy at the morning schedule, it looks like, huh? But somehow there are 16 games and they figured out a way to get not many good games. I mean, a lot of bad games. Well, you know, I always like part of it. Part of it is some of these divisional games like Minnesota, Green Bay, Chiefs, Denver, and they're just Patriots, Dolphins. It's just a lot of bleh. Everybody plays, and I think at a quick glance, John, there's only one game between two teams with winning records that's Jag Steelers. Now, there's like 500 games, like, you know, Niners over 500, Bengals are a 500 team, Seahawks. Oh, no, Seahawks-Browns is the other one, too. I think there's two games between teams. Uh, you know, there's only one division in football where every team has won two games in a row, and that's the AFC North. What's well, clearly the best division in football? You know, because the Bengals are in last place. At four and two. And, wow. the, Bra- and the Browns are that are that good with shitty quarterback play. Yeah. Because the, if the Browns had a just – a cousins like level quarterback, you'd be probably looking at one lost team. Sorry, but, but even, even but feeling better about you know uh, Monday night game. What's Raiders? Raiders uh, three and four. Is that the Raiders record? Uh, Raiders are three and four. Feels worse. It really Frost does. fans. <laughs> yeah. Comment to finish off here. Jake says, if you can't beat Cincinnati at home, you're not winning at Jacksonville, Philly, Seattle, or Baltimore at home. I don't agree with that necessarily. You get Debo back, Trent healthy. Let's see what happens with Brock. They're too good of a team for me to say they just because they lose one game, they're not going to win another game. But yeah, I mean, it would send them, they would have to do some soul searching into that buy. I would say this if Jacksonville goes to Pittsburgh and wins, 
all of a sudden they'd be six and two. I don't even know who they play the Niners by week, but they would be a team with, I would say, as much momentum. Jacksonville's on a bye. They're both on buys after that game. Wait, you're talking about this? You're talking about the Niners Jags game? Yeah, Niners and the Jags are on a bye in the same week. So you don't even get the advantage of playing Jacksonville. Jesus. I, I I would say if Jacksonville goes into Pittsburgh and wins, and I understand Pittsburgh is a flawed team, that'd be a pretty impressive victory. Southern team, just not that tough. More of an offensive squad. Their defense kind of stinks. That, that I, I think that'd be an impressive early Doug Peterson career. Like You'd be like, God, are the Jags yeah. headed toward 13 wins? They'd be 6-2 six and two six going and two. into the bye. <laughs> with, losses, with a loss to Kansas City. And it just like and the your blowout loss to Houston would just look like a weird thing that happened. Yeah. Division games, weird shit happens. The other thing, John, they'd be six and two playing the Niners, then they'd get Titans, Texans. I mean, they'd be they they would go into the bye thinking like we can be like nine and two going into December. I think the best thing the Niners have going for them in that game is the Jags, if they were to win this week, don't need the Niner game at all, right? You're right. You should root for the Jags this week. Um, all right, anything we missed? No. Uh, World right. Series start tonight? I believe that it does. Bochi Revenge tour continues. You see Nate Silver's tweet? Uh, about not liking the World Series? Called the worst World Series in the history of the sport. Oh. But he kind of based it on just, you get two teams that obviously, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks were the worst NL team to get in. You know, the Rangers were good, and then they really faltered. But just baseball, the problem is the great teams because the playoffs are so random, and now with the expanded wild card, it's even led to more randomness. And it's just, yeah, it's just part of the deal. I don't love It's almost like hockey. You just you just get – it is just a very, very random – the postseason consistently. Now, the Giants benefited from that because they won – World Series as road dogs. I right. mean, it's just not, well, this is not getting the Friday. Chiefs and Steph Curry and, you know, the final four consistently of Kentuckys and Dukes. It's just not really the way baseball works. No. Uh, starts on Friday. Starts on Friday. So, good night to Where? start the World Series. Rain, I Where? Guess the Rangers would host. Couldn't tell you. Who, Who won the Rangers? Well, the Diamondbacks won 84 games. 84 games. <laughs> like, you you can't tell me if they win the World Series, they're the best team in baseball. But it's not. Who cares, right? They what? They got the I win. Know, they, got the, they got the trophy. That would feel pretty crazy at the Arizona Diamondbacks. 84 wins. Just the tournament, man. I know. The in-season tournament, I'm getting, I'm getting amped up for the in-season tournament, John. There gonna be a lot of eyeballs on that one. I'm getting amped. I saw the the eight bullet points explaining to me how it's going to work uh, during one of the telecasts. The I still don't understand it, but that's okay. Are there like brackets? There's groups, and then there's wild card, and yeah, I couldn't even begin. I did think watching it though, like my default is to be a hater, and then I was like, you know what? Soccer does like in soccer; those people seem to like it. Well, that's who he's copying. College basketball, they've got all these little mini tournaments during the season. They, those people like it. Maybe I'll just – i my vow to myself – not vow, but I was like, you know what, guy? How about you just give it a chance and try to – maybe you'll like it. So, But it's not about you. It's about they won't try. 
Like, why are the players who have oh, been outspoken? No, it's only about, about me. Like, I don't. It's just about me. If I don't like it, then I don't like it. That's all I'm saying. Did you see that James Harden went to get on the the team jet, and they told him to turn around? He wasn't welcome. Did you see that story? <laughs> No, I did see people are like, oh, Devin Booker and Bradley Beal aren't playing Thursday night. Star players held out. And my first thought was, I haven't seen Bradley Beal play basketball in five years. I don't think that's the same as Devin Booker. Well, he didn't play against the Warriors. He's injured. Yeah, I'm just saying, I I just haven't seen Bradley Beal in a long time. Maybe that's an indictment of me, but. Yeah, James Harden went to the airport to join the Sixers on the road trip and was denied entry onto the team plane by a security official. So they didn't even, they left it to like just, just the general didn't, employee. I do appreciate That's, trying to make like draw a line. Like they easily could have called his agent or texted him. Exactly. Like, hey man, you're not going to come, but we're going to let you drive to the hangar <laughs> and have everyone watch you get denied. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Like he was the first guy there and got denied before anybody else showed up, right? I doubt that. Definitely, I mean, there's a chance he's walking in with like three other guys. That's an that's an all time fu to mess with a guy. Wow, good for them. Props to the Sixers. The problem is, he's their second best player. Yeah. And the other thing is, I one more NBA take. Yeah. And I get he was worn out by the Warriors. It was intense. But I thought Bob just kind of wanted to take a step back. I look up yesterday. He's at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I thought you kind of wanted to be low-key. You're flying here and flying there just to and talk And he was giving basketball. his takes on Harden. He was basically like, you got to get, you got to, like, make it right with your best player. You know, if Steph called me, I would call Steph. I'm like, Bob, Steph and James are not exactly – and he even said, he's like, you know, Draymond did some things wrong, but I mean, he, J- Draymond wasn't like Harden, you know, he acknowledged it was very different, but my point is you're taking a year off, you're yeah. pretty rich. You kind of want you, then, then all of a sudden it'd be one thing, you know, hit up, you know, do some of these Lakers warriors kind of stay in the way he's fucking flying to New York to like sit there taking I mean, a year off. It doesn't feel like he's taking, was well, he no. intending I mean, to take a year so off? Clearly he just, he just didn't want any part of working anymore. And it might just be as simple as. I think I, I heard Simmons say this, and I saw the clip. He said, that like, you know, one thing that's just inevitable in this business is you get such good relationships with guys, and you got to have hard conversations about contracts, like, a.k.a. I don't think they intend on reciting Clay, but I wasn't going to be that guy oh, who interesting. broke this up. Yeah, And it's clearly come, because I'm watching Clay just clank the other night. I'm I like, know. yeah, there is. The Clay's used to making $40 million a year. They'd probably sign him right now to about 14, and he's just not going to be on the Warriors. I I think this is Clay's last year on the Warriors. Well, I think Chris Paul's getting traded. And that's the way way sports works. We'll see how they look. We got a long way to go. I I think we're headed towards Chris Paul getting traded before the trade deadline. But do you think Clay has another $150 million contract coming? No, but I don't think anybody's giving that to him. (laughs) I know, but it gets very personal when you think you've done everything for this team and they. They owe you one. And may listen, the NBA is so weird. Like, who's to say the Bobcats wouldn't give him like 120 million? <laughs> you know, he's already won a bunch of rings and rich. All right. On that note, uh, big week. We'll see. We'll see what's up with Brock, but either way, big week. We good? Peace. All right, everybody. 
Thanks for hanging. Later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.